Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode of Living Night Outdoors. On the mic with you from the road still. Still uh, up in Missouri, sweating. You know, they said go to Missouri. It'll be cooler. They lied. Uh, man, the feels like temperature up here is higher than I think I've ever been in, even in Oklahoma. The humidity level is outrageous. So, been sweating like an oldie today and uh, hanging out in the shop with friends here. And uh, wasn't really doing much work, trying to do some paperwork, get some jobs lined up. So, with that, I, I'm going to share a little message with you that God um, just kind of dropped this on me the other day, and, and I did some scripture look up, and 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 there, I'm going to give you some scripture and just some thoughts today. But what what I I guess for a title, what I would put on this today is Watchmen on the Wall. Uh, we're we're called to be watchmen. Uh, that that's te- technically that's our that's our role. We're to be a watchman on the wall. If we want to look at the, the premise of that in biblical premise, Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 through 9, this is, what it, this is what it said. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people who are exiled in Babylon, and say to them, If I bring a sword on a land, and the people of the land take one man from among them and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming on the land, and he blows the trumpet, and he warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but he did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and he does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes one or any one of them, he is taken away because of his corruption and sin. But I will require his blood from the watchman's hand. Now as for you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So you shall hear a message from my mouth and give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will certainly die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man will die because of his sin, but I will require his blood from your hand. But if you on your part warn the wicked man to turn from his evil way, and he does not turn from his evil way, he will die in his sin, but you have saved your life. God is calling Ezekiel to be his watchman, to stand atop the metaphorical city wall of God's chosen people and call out warnings of impending judgment. Ezekiel's not responsible for how God's disobedient people respond to these messages. He's simply responsible for giving the warning for being the watchman. The watchman's duties involve giving attendance to reading, meditation, and prayer. He will often call in divine aid on account of his own insufficiency. We can't solve someone's problem, but we can call on divine authority. We can call out to God for for his aid in helping in any situation that we inquire. But what he's literally saying is, is we're, what I'm telling you today is we're called to be watchmen. We're, we're called to, to, to warn those who are, who are playing around in this foolishness of life of what's coming and what's going to happen to them if they don't turn. As long as we speak the warning, their, their, their decision, their, their disobedience, their, whether they turn or not turn is all on them. We've done what God has asked us to do. But if we know what's coming, if we know the warning, and we don't 
speak to the people. If we see someone floundering in sin and we don't call out to them, if we don't throw them a lifeline, their blood's going to be required by our hand. You you understand what's being spoken here. As a faithful soldier, a watchman will be careful to understand his duty. So the spiritual watchman will adhere closely to the word of God for his guide and his directory. As watchmen, we're to guard our own heart. We're to stand guard over our own heart so that we don't fall into temptation. Paul even talks about that. Walls can be seen as a source of imprisonment and division at times. Uh, They're often referred to as things that we need to break down or overcome. You need to tear down that wall in your life. However, when we look at walls in the biblical, they are also seen as structures that protect, providing security. They represent a place of shelter, forming a sense of belonging. They're forming a community, a walled-in community, a secure city, had walls, a fortified city. Uh, we, we often hear the words prayed uh, for a hedge of protection to be placed around us. That hedge becomes a wall. It's a wall of protection around us. It's a, it's a fortified city. It's, that, it's, it's where that watchman would perch himself to look for danger. And when he sees danger coming, he would warn those within the walls. Danger's coming. Take your battle stations, whatever it may be. Not only are we to be watchmen, but we're also to be the voice of one crying. In John chapter 1, verse 19 through 23, it says, This is the testimony of John the Baptist. When the Jews sent priests and Levites to him from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed truthfully and did not deny that he was only a man, but acknowledged, I am not the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. They asked him, Then what then are you, Elijah? And he said again, I am not. Are you the promised prophet, they asked? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Tell us, so that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? This is what John the Baptist said. He said, I am the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, making straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah had written. Not only are we called to be watchmen, and we're to be the voice of the one crying out, but we are commanded to rise up. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 4, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come, and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, Jerusalem, and his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to your brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around you and see. They are all gathered together. They come to you. Your sons will come from far away and your daughters will be looked after at their side. Rise up in the biblical denotes a spiritual ascent, a shift towards a more interior mindset and a closer relationship with the Lord. So to rise up spiritually is looking for that close relationship. There's two main Hebrew words translated rise up. One is... Quam, which I don't really know how to pronounce that. It's Q-U-W-M, which is translated this way, to stand up, to rise up, to arise, to raise, to establish, to stand, to perform, to confirm, continue, abide, and accomplish. It appears 629 times in the Bible and is usually translated by one of the first four translations in the list. 498 times combined with those very first four words, to stand up, 
to rise up, to arise, or to raise. The other word is shakam, which is S-H-A-K-A-M, for those of you who want to look that up, which means to rise up early. And that actually appears 67 times in the Bible. Not only are we commanded to be watchmen and to be the voice of one crying out, not only are we called to rise up, but we are also called to go. We talk about this one a lot. Every follower of Christ is commanded to go into all the world and share the message of Christ, preach the gospel. It is our calling to be watchmen on the wall. It is our calling to shout it from the rooftops. It is our calling to rise up and be a light shining in this darkness. We are also called to go. It's not just my job as an evangelist. It's not just your pastor's job as your, as your head of, of your church. We're called to stand, all of us. And we're called to stand in the face of our enemy. And having done all to stand, it says in Ephesians, stand therefore. That word therefore, we understand what that means, because of this. So stand because of all that we know. Stand because of all we've been taught. Stand so that those who are lost can see a hope and a stay. I think that the real premise of why God put this on my heart so strongly, we're in such a... We're in such a society and in such a cultural shift of this entitlement, this, this, I'm only worried about me. You do you, I'll do me, and then we'll all be fine. But that's not true because many are lost. And those of us who know the truth, those of us who've been taught the truth, listen, if you've been taught, I, I was one of these, if you've been taught the truth and you're not walking in the light, you're not walking in that truth, you're not surrendered to Christ, you're in danger and you're endangering others along your path. Listen, if you know the truth, you need to walk in it. You need to change your lifestyle. You need to change who you are. You need to change who you represent, who people see you as, because you don't, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. God shed his, his son's blood on Calvary to cover your sins, all of our sins. We're bought with a price. We are called to be these things. We are watchmen on the wall. I've used an analogy in the past, and I'll use it again today. If you were on a, on a cruise ship, I've been on a cruise ship. They make you go through this safety thing, right? So you got to know where your life jackets are. You got to know where the, the, the little boat is. If you got to get off the boat into the little dinghy to float away from the big ship, all of those things, you go through that little training day right on the first, right first lick, right out of, the, out of the boat. If you were in charge of the life jackets on a ship, maybe it was the Titanic, you're, you're in charge, okay? You've got the key to the closet. You know where the closet is that housed all the life jackets. And that ship hits an iceberg. That ship hits troubled waters. That ship gets a hole in it, and it begins to sink. Are you not going to tell people where the life jackets are and go and unlock the door? Are you not going to share your knowledge? See, it's the same. We have a knowledge of who we are in Christ, and if we don't share that knowledge those around us are going to drown in a sea of sinfulness and darkness when yet we're the light right in front of them. All you have to do is share it. Shout it from the rooftops. Be that watchman on the wall to warn others as, as you see impending doom. We're, we're looking at a world that's a mess. We need to stand as followers of Christ and make our voices known. This is our time. If we don't rise up and shout it from the rooftops today, Many are going to perish and they're going to be destined for hell because we didn't do anything about it. Maybe it's your family member. Maybe it's 
a friend that's close to you. Maybe it's a fellow coworker, whomever it may. Maybe it's someone you don't even like, but you know they're lost. You've got to shine your light. We're watchmen on a wall, and we're to be that voice in the wilderness, declaring a way of the Lord, sharing that which we have to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Amen. God bless you guys. I just want to encourage you today. Live your life out loud. Our, our, our ministry was, was called Living Loud Outdoors. It, it began, my son uh, kind of created that theme uh, th- through the family line. We, we came up with uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, talking about being a city on a hill, letting our light shine so that others would know who we were. Um, that, that was literally the premise of, of how we developed a ministry that we were doing in, in our hunting and things and video that we were doing. And it was all pointing to a life with Christ we're still to live our lives out loud living loud outdoors with your with your worship with with your 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 ministry with your message with your testimony seeking out that which is lost so that it may be found amen god bless you guys today i I pray that you find yourself in a good place if you're not begin to seek the lord it's not hard just surrender that's pretty easy to do it's literally just a matter of saying God, I recognize where I am and who I am today. I recognize the sin in my life. Lord, I'm asking you today to to forgive my sin. Wash me clean. Let me become a new creation in your presence with your blood, your Holy Spirit living in me, leading me, guiding me, and empowering me to be who you called me and created me to be from the very beginnings of time. God bless you guys. We love you. Ron and I are praying for you. We're, We're praying that God brings you to the place that he uses you to your fullest potential. So many of us are walking around without being used in our potential today. You may not think you have a potential. I'm telling you, living your life for Christ, speaking out prayers of of repentance over people, calling people to repentance, just simply being an intercessor, standing in the gap, pleading the case of someone that you know is lost, you're serving your purpose, living your life out. For the, for the process and the, and, the, and the life of Christ. That's what he's called us to. Be a watchman on the wall today. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.